thank you for joining us again for our weekly sermon. This Grand Life Theological Collective is a church based on the belief that there are many paths to God. God is the creator of the universe and therefore intelligent enough to speak to all of his people in the way that they will understand. Life is an adventure that we all learn from. We hope that we can experience it and learn from it together. Once a Japanese warrior was captured by his enemies and thrown into prison. That night, he was unable to sleep because he feared that the next day he would be interrogated, tortured, and executed. Then, the words of his Zen master came to him. Tomorrow is not real. It is an illusion. The only reality is now. Heeding these words, the warrior became peaceful and therefore fell asleep. The truth is, we have to take each day, one at a time, each moment in this life, only comes once, so we need to take advantage of it and live it fully. Now, this past year has been, to say the least, challenging. It's been challenging for a variety of reasons. The COVID crisis, civil unrest, numerous natural disasters. In the last few weeks, there's been several mass shootings and additional police shootings, which have led to additional civil protests. Now, these police shootings have been questionable with in the last two involving a 13-year-old boy who was misguided a criminal and whose actions led to his death. Another young man who was accidentally shot due to a lack of training on the police officer's part and her pulling her gun instead of her taser. While we pray for all parties involved in these situations, there is nothing that can ever ease the pain of a family that lost a member, no matter the circumstances, leading to the shooting. With all of these going on, we also are coming to the end of the Chauvin trial. And no matter how it turns out, people are not going to be happy. And areas in this country must once again prepare for the additional protests, rioting, and vandalism that comes with it. There is reason to protest. But there is never reason to hurt innocent people trying to make it through life, as is always the case with rioting and vandalism. These actions only hurt those that are trying to survive in the world they find themselves, and will never affect the people that can actually make a change. The truth is, this country is currently in a crisis. But winds be still, storm clouds pass and silence comes. If one takes these words literally, and if one doesn't have the music to go with them, one could interpret them as commands. Winds be still, storm clouds pass, silence comes. But we all know that's not the intent. If nothing else, the music doesn't allow for such an interpretation. There's no demand being made here. These words are a prayer. They're a request, a plea, an appeal, an ask. They express to the universe, to whatever the singer regards as most holy, a longing, a yearning, a desire that a quiet peace may arise in the midst of a difficult time. Even if only for a moment, they're a prayer that in the midst of the quiet peace, clarity and understanding may come. That's what we need, a quiet peace, a clarity understanding so that we can work together to make needed changes 
We need to come together as a community. We need to work together to find reason and find a way to move forward without continuing to make the same mistakes. We have hope, but only if we work together. Those of you who've heard me speak about what prayer is to me know that I don't expect some all-powerful entity to answer my prayers in any way, let alone do I say that God God won't steal the winds, be they real or metaphorical. They will steal on their own when they are ready. The God I believe in won't make storm clouds pass, be they real or metaphorical. Storm clouds pass on their own when they are ready. And the God I believe in won't bring a peaceful moment to me or anyone else because such moments come when I make myself ready for them. Nor will God bring peace to this nation because it will take all of us to work together to bring peace, to put people into positions of power that will work to bring peace, to take it into our own hands, to bring peace to our communities and to our nation. I believe in the power of prayer, not because it gives me what I need and want, but because it reminds me of how I aspire to be in the world loving and compassionate. It reminds me of how I aspire to feel in the morning when I wake, as I go th uh, through my day, and as I lay down to sleep at night. Peaceful, serene, open to opportunities. And it reminds me of what I aspire to achieve in my life and my work. A more just society, a more sustainable community, a more peaceful world. When I pray, I am not asking for something magical to happen. I am simply orienting myself towards how I aspire to be, feel and act in the world. As I pray, I have a fighting chance of getting there. It's a fight. Fight is the wrong word. It's not a fight at all. If we try to fight through turmoil, pain, grief, anxiety, the winds, the storm, whatever it may be, we rarely get to where we need to be. We might win the fight, but in winning, we don't gain clarity about how we want to be, feel, and act in this world. More often than not, fighting focuses us to compromise. They turn us against each other, and we end up fighting each other instead of working towards our common goals. We all want a safer place to live. We all want the ability to raise our families, educate our children, and ensure our families are safe where they live. We all want a police that actually works for us, and we want them to be fair in their decisions. Understanding that they are part of the community, not separate, but part of the community. To make this last part happen, though, we need to stop. We need to think. We need to... Make them part of our community. Instead of fighting for those things, we must work together and build our lives, our families, our homes, and our communities. Like love, like apologizing, like offering forgiveness, building something together is difficult. Many times our egos get in the way of our capacity to work together, as does our pride, as does our fear of vulnerability, as does our unwillingness to change, even when we know change is necessary. Sometimes we're ashamed to appear weak. Sometimes 
we're ashamed to appear as if we're giving up. But we're not. Sometimes the fight is so strong in us, we don't know when to quit. Sometimes we just can't hear the good advice of our loved ones telling us to let go and to move on. To come together and to work together. And of course, our culture, that is our dominant United States culture, is a fighting culture that frowns upon surrender. Our dominant culture values and rewards winning and success. It cheers Wall Street bull markets. It idolizes the competitive spirit. It spends billions of dollars every year consuming competitive professional and college sports. A salient manifestation of this fighting culture is the fact that our nation's military spending accounts for 40% of all military spending on the planet. We outspend our, our nearest competitor, China, by 5 to 1. We're not just ready to fight. We're ready to dispense shock and awe. We're ready for winning anywhere in the world at any time. Like it or not, it's a prominent part of who we are as a people. It's who we are as Americans. I'm not critiquing this fighting culture, though. Because if we use it properly, this is the same culture that will make us strong. That will push us through the end. But only if we work together. As long as we're fighting against each other, it's only going to tear us down. It will be this same attitude that ensures we all fail. If we fight against each other or we all succeed. If we come together and work towards what we all know is right. We put significant emphasis on the self, on discovering our unique selves, on valuing ourselves, on proclaiming ourselves, who we are, what we're passionate about, what we love. And thus the idea of surrendering the self into some greater reality seems counterintuitive. Having said this, we nevertheless encounter the spiritual advice to surrender all the time. We encounter the advice to let go. To fall, to accept things as they are, to embrace the world as it is, to go with the flow, to enter the mystery, to become something bigger. I often start with the Taoist philosophers of ancient China. Anyone who's been listening to this long enough knows this. They offer surrender as an alternative to inviting within families communities, and governments, an alternative to greed and corruption, an alternative to militarism and oppressed as tools of leadership. Surrender for them was the path of wisdom, the path of peace, a way to lead without appearing to lead. They looked at nature for affirmation of this principle and for guidance on how to do it. Lao Tzu, in chapter 76 of the Tao Te says, all things, the grass as well as the trees, are tender and supple while alive. When dead, they are withered and dried. Therefore, the stiff and the hard are companions of death. The tender and the weak are companions of life. So be soft, be gentle. Bend in the wind. Move with the current, yield, remain 
observed. Remain listening. Remain working together to this common goal of a better America, a better world. And that's what we need to do. We can't fight with violence. We have to be smarter. We have to work together. Protests will work as long as they're not violent. But once they become violent, we tear each other down. We have to work toward a better community, a better world for all of us. We can't do this. We can't do this through violence, but only through cooperation. So winds be still, storm clouds pass, and silence comes. Working towards a better life is an act of prayer, not the kind of prayer that lists all the things we want to have happen. Not the kind of prayer that looks to some magical outcome or miracle to take place. It's the kind of prayer that begins with, I don't know. I just don't know. It's the kind of prayer that begins with, I personally may not be in control. It's the kind of prayer that begins with recognition. I have something to learn. I have something to move forward. And perhaps most funnily, it's the kind of prayer that begins with affirmation. I am here now and I am ready to move forward. Though the past, our history, it shapes us. It makes us who we are. It often weighs heavily on us and it cannot and should not be forgotten. Working together as a community requires that we step away from the past, just for a moment, that we step away from why they tell us we shouldn't like each other, that we come together as a community, that we move forward. The future calls to us, beckons to us, prods us, fills us with both anticipation and with dread with both excitement and with stress. So how will we answer it? How will we answer this call? Well, we must step away from the future for a moment. Let its voice grow quiet. Let its vision cease to direct us. Come fully into the present moment where future and past are ghosts. In that moment, we may encounter no more than silence. We may receive no more and a brief respite from the winds that batter our lives and the storm clouds that drench us. But we may, and we often do, receive much more. Peace of mind, peace of heart, a more grounded and steady understanding of what to do next. And that precious reminder of how we aspire to be in this world, how we aspire to feel in this world, how we aspire to act in this world will show that we can work together. Working together is not an act of surrender. It is not a losing of the self. It is not an act of weakness. Instead, it is an act of strength, an act of courage, 
in an act of trust. As we rise to meet all the challenges of our lives, all the winds, all the storm clouds, all the pain and anxiety, all the turmoil, both great and small, let's remember that we are not alone. And by working together, we can accomplish anything. Trusting that the present moment truly does offer a table set with the Feast of Life. Thank you again for listening to this week's sermon. This Grand Life Theological Collective is based on the belief that there are many paths to God. That we are a community. That God is the creator of the universe and smart enough to speak to all of his people in diverse ways. And there are lessons from all religions that we can all learn from. Life is an adventure, and we must all experience and learn from it together. So, we hope that we can experience it and learn from it with you. To find out more about us, please visit us at our Facebook page at This Grand Life Theology, or email us at thisgrandlifetheology at gmail.com. Thank you, and have a great week.